My name is Matt Boris, captain of Emulsifier and co-founder of Bots FC, and you're listening to the RoboCast. My name is Samuelit64 and welcome back to the Robocast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy and World of Woodrow. And as you would have heard in our intro, Matt Bores from the Emulsifier team. Uh, Matt, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Sam. No, my pleasure. Um, we will obviously talk about a little bit about Emulsifier in just a second. But I think, you know, we have to kind of look at the episode as a whole this week. Because what I mean, it was just there was a lot to talk about. And I think a lot mm. of interesting fights to kind of pick through because... There's just a lot of weird stories happening this year. I think I feel like there's some there's some lovely storytelling this year. They've gone full ham into some of it as well. I I especially enjoy more of the we after the first fight, which we'll get onto, seeing that throughout the episode as it progressed behind the scenes because it took a while um, for for that separation, and that wasn't <laughs> the only one this episode, which no. we will talk about as well. We will indeed. Well, let's. Obviously, we have Matt here. Let's talk about Emulsifier first things first. Um, we've got a number of different questions from our listeners and viewers. So, first question I want to ask is from uh, Discord user Funky Kong or Balbots Papercraft, and he asks, "Where did the name Emulsifier originally come from?" <laughs> so, funny story. At my work, we work on a lot of um, food processing equipment. So, one of the parts we work on had emulsifier in the description and at the time i didn't really know what the true definition of the word was i just kind of thought that sounds like a really cool robot name <laughs> so, um i'd actually named the robot that before i knew what it was but um you know after looking up the definition it's it's somewhat fitting and i still think it's a cool name so i kind of stuck with it all the way through it's unique yeah absolutely i, I, I completely agree it's, it's it's something that certainly you know it sounds nasty, doesn't it? That's what I mean. Oh, it so. <laughs> Will it blend? That is the question. <laughs> Will it blend? Right. <laughs> um, next question is from Discord user Aiden Muted, which is, why did the team decide to upscale Emulsifier to heavyweight? Which is kind of a two-part question with another um, listener, uh, Derin Catalane, who asks, how difficult was it to do so? So Emulsifier has been refined over the last three or four years in the featherweight weight class. And we've gotten it to the point where it's been uh, pretty successful. Uh, if it wasn't, we would have, have even thought twice about scaling it up and applying to BattleBots. So after seeing what it could do in the 30 pound class, you know, we really wanted to see what it could do in the two fifties. And, um, you know, we wanted to get a second robot on the show too. We wanted to double our chances of winning the giant nut. So well, that's kind of why we did that. And um, as far as scaling it up goes, um, it's probably not as easy as you think it would be. You can't just go into SolidWorks and click scale and <laughs> it just magically spits out all the parts. It's not quite uh, that, no. <laughs> no, you know, for the weapon, it was, you could almost do it that way. But for the rest of the robot, it was uh, basically a total redesign from the ground up because, you know, you've got all different internals, all different motors, speed controllers, um, all, all that stuff that you kind of have to fit in a perfectly scaled frame um, proportional to the 30 pounder. So 
trying to make everything fit right and and maintain that scale was quite challenging. But um, I'm overall very happy with the result. Mm. As are we. It's it a too. very pretty machine. Uh, yeah, that, that comes across well on camera. It continues to be one of the most, like, even competent, but like it's one of the most competitive tracked robots in the world. Um, I think the thirty pound version has very much proved that. And uh, yeah, the, we saw it in the first fight out. One of the most entertaining fights of filming in in its entirety. I mean, we'll we'll see some other banger fights this season, but this this one was something special. Yeah, and this was session one, and it stuck with us. So yeah. you know that's that's telling. Um, yeah, that's a it's a it's just it's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darren Castellane also asks, uh, how did it feel to win the thirty pound division in NHRL this year? Because obviously, since filming ended, you guys went over to to Norwalk Havoc and took home the the gold dumpster for the the, the featherweights, the golden how, Brett. I, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, ignore <laughs> you know. My terminology is not that, not that good. <laughs> you have to brush up, Sam. Come on. I am, I'm going to have to. Um, yeah, how, how was how was you know winning the big, the big prize at uh, Norwalk this year? Obviously, you came very close in 2021. Was it yeah, second, right. second, second place? Second to, place to, yeah. yeah, to Mr. Jameson Go. You know, last year we were sitting, we had ourselves positioned quite well to win. We were going into the finals match undefeated, and Jameson worked his way up through the losers bracket and. And managed to beat us twice in the finals. So to come back this year um, and essentially have to fight him to get back into the finals match, uh, I thought that might have been the end of the line <laughs> this year. But <laughs> we were fortunate to win that match and then get our rematch against Polyester, who we, we had some technical difficulties with in our first fight with them. But going into that match, you know, we had three fresh robots ready to go and. You know, we wanted it bad, so <laughs> we uh, getting that done was it was kind of bittersweet after how it went down last year, for sure. And um, you know, wouldn't have been able to do it without our team as well. Just a lot of help behind the scenes, getting stuff back together and preparing for those fights. Were you were you keen on fighting JMO? Uh... Uh, I mean, th this in, in this upcoming tournament, you know, because it's it's they're scaled up versions of the bots that you fought in the lower weight class. I mean, that had to be in your mind, maybe. In battle bots, I, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking they're for sure going to pair me up against all blaze if, <laughs> if they know our history at NHRL. Right. But when they announced our first four matches, it was kind of a a relief not to yeah. beat <laughs> all blaze on the fight cards. So especially after seeing, you know. Sawblaze looked like it was improved quite a bit over the previous seasons. JMO looked mm -hmm. like he made quite a few uh, functional upgrades to it. He oh, really yeah. wants he really wants that title, doesn't he? Uh, does yeah. does JMO? And you know, ultimately, Sawblaze is a robot at, at two fifty scale, which ultimately has had you know six or seven years of preparation and cooking time, if you like. Whereas this is Emulsifier's you know first steps, if you like. Yep. It's right. it's it would have been, I think. Not unfair to pair you together, but I think it would, it would have been a bit of a mismatch at the at the start. Certainly, yeah. a freshman versus a super senior. It's just not. Uh, it's just not equal yeah. at exactly. that point at that scale. Exactly. I mean, taking yeah. on a a Wyarchi out the gates is is no mean feat either. No. But <laughs> no, at, at the very least, it was the one that's had its struggles in previous years, and um, and that that means 
usually very little for for the white actress, however. But yeah, it, it's still a tough first matchup. But yeah, we'll get to that. In yeah, a minute, I wasn't I thrilled with the matchup by any means. But <laughs> there, were, there probably could have been worse ones. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Henry Strang asks. After being rejected by BattleBots for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. what do you think was instrumental in getting accepted this time? Um, well, I think overall, just changing the overall appearance and theme of the robot played a big part. Um, the application we submit, submitted in the previous year, uh, I wasn't really too keen on the aesthetics and the overall look of it. And I think there were just too many vertical spinner submissions that year as well but coming back this year with a complete overhaul on the aesthetics um, we made the tracks wider we kind of gave it more of like a tanky look and then coming off the success of nhrl too i think all those things contributed to getting back on the show so and um charlie hubbard asks what what were the inspiration for those aesthetic changes so i'm guessing it was just ultimately just more of a appealing design for BattleBots to accept, basically. Yeah, that's basically it. You know, we just wanted to make it more attractive, easier to look at, and um, something that people were going to remember. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this this version has a lot more pop cult from it, you know, because of the the one previously, it's there's a lot of blacks and there's some reds, but there's 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 that uh, that DNA with shatter on the wheel guards. I get, I see that. Uh, but this one, it's it's just. It's just cool. It's, you have you have like your eight bit sunset uh, kind of aesthetic, which is yeah. cool. Which, uh, which I should say also carries over to the team gear very nicely. And uh, looking mm-hmm. forward to maybe seeing that released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so the amount of I've said the box yeah. FC already, I feel like and, I'm just and the very <laughs> knockoff white kind of emblem on the wedge, where like the weapon is here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put your hand here. Love Absolutely. it. No step. Danger. Hundred <laughs> percent. And um, well, I think the final question before we get on to some fights is from from YouTube user <laughs> I've just read it. Grant Caston. Yeah. In a world where we eat Tide Pods, you need to put signs. So true. it's important. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, the, the question is, how much spaghetti can you fit inside emulsifier? Which, I mean, I, I think it's a brilliant question. Personally. Do you have to emulsify <laughs> it first or can you just put it in just as is? <laughs> How do you even answer that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think about that that much. Maybe that's, that that's up to you, not knows. us. <laughs> How three fifty. Three fifty. Perfect. About three fifty. Okay. Nice perfect round number. Right. Well, <laughs> we'll take it. I hope that's the answer that this, this person was looking for. Um, yes. Let's talk. Let's Thanks talk for about the question, Grant. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll obviously have some more questions a little bit later on um, when we get to Mosfire's fight, but we will start off with our first fight of the evening. First and, fight of. Of filming the season yes. filming yeah. yes look how clean the box is it'll never be this clean again no. <laughs> take a picture it'll, it'll last longer definitely um jevin how do we feel about this fight because obviously your picture with this year was hypershock yeah i'm fine with it so Are you we sure? we found out uh this match was going to be the first one out of the gates uh we we knew it was coming up we were excited by it because it's such a cool matchup um and uh luke from behind the bots uh, on the Monday before filming began, before Steve arrived even, um, went out. It took me and David on a bit of a uh, look around Vegas and, and had to go to some shops to get some stuff for the leather shop, team. which we'll yeah, never went, forget. Had to go to the leather <laughs> shop, the the very memorable leather shop. Um, and yeah, one of the places we went was Target, just popping in to see if we could find some air mattresses for the team. 
Um, and while we were there, we happened upon the Hexbug toys, and um, we we ran this fight in the evening. And uh, every time we ran it, Hypershock lost, and um, I still predicted Hypershock to win this match. Blind <laughs> luck, on brand. Yeah, and it, it, this was definitely a heart overhead match for me, but um, incredibly entertaining fight uh, from start to finish, and the the hit, and yeah. everyone should the know hits. the one we're talking about because yeah. it it remained in Hypershock for a good few hours afterwards. Um, that oh, was man. just prime sawblades, wasn't it? Like it was, you yeah. know, they they got them stopped. They, I think, Hypershock was already very sad because um, the wheels. You say they, that they'd hit the wheels, but yeah. I, I think they struggle to drive upside down because you lose one of the back tires. The proportions are all out of whack for the how the ears sit on the floor and everything. So mm. Um, mm. I actually remembered differently to how this fight went. I was expecting the wheel to come clean off and it didn't. It was shredded. Mm. And so I'd forgotten that little detail. But yeah, this, this unstick... Um, well, Did not, not happen. An unstick. No, it was... They, they tried for a good 10 minutes to yeah. unstick these two and they were pulling it all about you saw bits of that with hypershock on its side and we were going oh it's nearly there is it no it's not um yeah. and yeah so they they called the fight it was interesting so we got to hear the whistle in this fight yeah. as well which is mm. new for this year a communication piece of technology that is just such a simple fix to a big issue like it's almost like refs have those generally yeah Basically, so to, yeah. to call... But the BattleBots refs have had them before, though. You know, it's yeah. important. Call the match to pause. Yeah. Everyone can hear a whistle. It's interesting because the box isn't quite as loud as you'd expect it to be. It's still loud, but... It's it, very it, insulated. The Lexan yeah. does a good job insulating the sound. So you can definitely hear that whistle from both mm -hmm. the audience and from the, uh, the driver's side and everything. Um, and John Remar actually addressed the audience to say that they were calling the match and the fight was going to the judges. So once again, communication with the audience so they knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. It was excellent. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I will say uh, we, we, we dog on poor Hypershock like as soon as like as soon as the fight starts going Sawblaze's way, it never turns back. But the beginning of this fight. Oh, it was all Hypershock. It looks like Hypershock's got Sawblaze's number to start. And then as soon as they flip over... It's, they self-wronged. Yeah, they did self-wrong, Will. <laughs> Get that fixed. <laughs> but, oh well. Hey, He tried but... it. He, he got one. He got yeah. one. He flipped it back over once. But, yeah. He, he, um, yeah. Uh, okay. also, um, <laughs> yeah. Matt, you were also, watching from the pits. What did, what did you reckon? Oh, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Hypershock. So, um, <laughs> Hypershock, when it's on its A-game, it can... It can hang with anybody, so I was, I was really excited to see this match. But Jameson pretty much kind of called what was going to happen right out of the gate in his pre-fight interview. You know, with Hypershock getting on its back and Jameson just essentially leaving him there and staying on top of him and not letting him, you know, get himself back over. He did a fantastic job of staying on top of them and just picking them apart, and uh, yeah, getting the hammer saw just completely embedded uh, was, was pretty, quite impressive was pretty gruesome wasn't it as well that that, that kind of last yeah year. um i don't know what hypershock's base plate was made out of but you got to you know, imagine that, that was what they are. yeah and i mean it looked like it was decently thick and yeah i was quite impressed by that i mean <laughs> trying to see trey and them pull it apart they just kind of <laughs> knew there was no chance like just looking at it like there's no way they're getting that apart with a crowbar it was honestly so. I, I saw him walking i'm like 
the fact that he's just looking at it with a crowbar just makes you think like <laughs> it's what, the tray look yeah. every time he goes oh, in to unstick God, a robot it's, it, it, it's just like a disappointed father like what did you do <laughs> like, like, now what, i have to fix this what, what is trey i still love you that, i swear that, that saw blaze cannot you know that, well, that, that's trey kind is of a force to be reckoned with it's and, true uh, you should never underestimate yeah. the crowbar guns of steel there there's more than one crowbar he's got different sizes of that bad boy watch out okay yeah I will say a couple of things in this fight that kind of stuck out to me. One was the when Hypershock was turned over, I actually think it became a little bit more of a threat to Sawblaze's weapon because mm, he can climb up then and hit and hit that kind of weapon module. So yeah. I feel like it was that may well have been part of the reason why he didn't self right yeah, or self wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other factor was uh, Sawblaze was shredding its tires. Mm. Um, for those that haven't seen, Sawblaze posted. Uh, it was a couple of days before the episode actually aired, but basically doing a little bit of, you know, drive testing in the test box, they shredded their new Brazil wheels on uh, a, yeah. a set of Brazil wheels and like basically were yeah. unusable after two minutes, was it? Or something silly. So yeah. they had to drive with a little bit of conservatism, which isn't really, you know, it's not intuitive. Style. Well, it's, it's no. not good for the robot style as well. So, no. you know, I was very impressed with the fact that, you know, Sawblaze was able to do what it was meant to do properly. I think had the match continued on for longer, we may well have seen Sawblaze, you know, grab itself out, out or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they needed to get it done early, and I think they got. They, I wouldn't say they got lucky because this is like tried and tested Sawblaze. It it did what exactly what it's meant to. But you know, if if the fight had gone on longer, it'd be interesting to see what would have happened. Mm. But that's a good point where like especially that big hit that we that the the, the hit of the fight mm. you can see well, all the weights on the other side of the robot and you see the wheels are tilted off the ground and it's yep. it's just there's just there's just nothing going on there. Uh so yeah, maybe had they driven around a little more in the fight, maybe they have maybe they'd have worn them down to the point where they're just beached on their own body, which mm. is very awkward. Uh, that's a very yeah. awkward problem to have. So hopefully that would be something that uh, going back to the pits, maybe there's a fix for that. Other than that, you know, we'll see. We'll see how they go on. But that's that's a worry for Sawblaze going forward. Uh, driving is very important. Uh, traction is hugely important. Uh, you see teams live and die by traction in the box. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that could be the difference between a win and a loss. Uh, just plainly not being able to mm. move on your own free will. Uh, so we'll see if he gets it figured out. I, I have faith in JMO, but we'll we'll see. We will. Uh, Steve, I'm going to come back to you uh, for a returning segment from last week, which is Next Fights. Oh, yeah. Next Fights. Okay. So Next Fights for Sawblaze will be up against Lockjaw. Ooh. Uh, so that'll be, that'll. I'll be keen on watching that. It's looking mm. to see if my, my uh, one of my favorite machines out there can, you know, cause an upset. And then Hypershock's got Whiplash. Uh, so good luck with that. Uh, a, tr- a true meeting of the of the minds. I mean, Hypershock's schedule is just hell. Hypershock is. Uh, <laughs> so the the team actually put a blog post up about this, and I, I must say a thank you. They're already aware, but um, a thank you for they referenced blam- you, Jim. blaming me for <laughs> for the for the for the curse of the odd season, which is a definite thing, and you should watch out for it. Um, so yeah, the the odd season curse in which uh, Hypershock is doomed to do Su- less suffer, well suffer Su- suck more no uh, yes. they, yeah yeah not suck less in uh in the odd seasons of mm-hmm. which this is one of them um but uh we shall see if that pans out um mm-hmm. but yeah they said in the blog post um that they are really happy and and grateful to battlebots for seeing them as such a big dog to give them a such a brutal 
schedule and also to put them up first, something that they wouldn't have been able to do in years past. It's the first year they've actually been ready, um, ready, ready to actually fight in the box. It says a lot, doesn't it? But they, they kind of what the process is as well that they've kind of not touched the robot as much as they would have done previously. So, mm. and I think that's it's a good robot at this point. It yeah. really is. And I hope they continue to incrementally just adjust it where they need to to um, get it just really brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will also say this: this was a fun fight for me and Steve because after they announced the decision, you can see us in the audience. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you look top right just after they announced that Sawblaze was the winner. You can see us. And me shaking my head. <laughs> Just look for fur. All you gotta do in the... It, it's really difficult. I've noticed uh, watching the fights back, it's very difficult to find us when I'm in the red side, when we're on the red side, because this just goes away in, in the red lights on the red square side. Uh, so maybe they'll switch to us seeing us, because we are on both... So we're everywhere. We, we're on red, blue, high five. We're everywhere, so, yep. you know. Matt's looking very oh, ominous now for, for those watching on the video. <laughs> his, his lights yeah. just got off. <laughs> the lights just went off. I have to wait like 30 seconds to get <laughs> Well, in, in the meet, let's, let's talk about your fight then, Matt. Because yeah. Emulsifier versus Fusion, I think, was probably the fight of the night. Um, mm -hmm. Talk us through it. Like Talk us through the, the strategy and kind of the processes you kind of went through during the fight. Yeah, so as soon as they announced the fight, my first fight was against Fusion, and I... I didn't really realize how much I didn't want to fight Fusion until I had to fight Fusion. Oh no, um, I have to plan. For, <laughs> right. It's for either them catching on fire or them blowing well, you to screens, yeah. really. When Fusion is working and not catching on fire, it, I mean, it's a contender. I mean, yeah, it's made the bracket two years. So it's no right. Slouch. So that yeah. thing is, you know, even though the vert is smaller than most, that thing is absolutely vicious. Mm -hmm. And the, the rotor on the backside, Reese had said, stored as much energy as Son of Waiachi. And uh, when he told me that, it kind of got in my head a little bit. I'm like, holy cow. But, um, you know, we went back and forth. Like, what configuration are we going to run for this? And, you know, if you run the forks, obviously he's just going to face you with the rotor. It's going to rip them right off. Um, the rotor is deceptively low to the ground. I think it only sits about an inch or so off the ground. So, you know, we didn't have any forks that were going to slip under that. And if you run the wedge, you kind of know he's going to just chew that all up. Um, you know, for reference, when Fusion fought Cobalt, was it last year? It was. I believe. I mean, you saw what he did to the front of Cobalt, and mm. that was like three-eighths thick hard box 500 or something. So, you know, I knew our titanium wedge was going to get open like a tin can if if it took a hit like that but the rotor storing that much energy we kind of wanted to protect ourselves from that the most so that's why we ultimately decided on the plow but you know we went back and forth into the test box with forks on and the plow on and put the forks back on <laughs> you know the Wachi crew kept following us i think they were confused as to what we were going to do we weren't even sure ourselves so um, we ultimately settled on the plow going into that fight and you know in hindsight we might have done things a little bit differently because we just could not effectively get around those wedgelets and you know he got some nasty hits off on our plow that you know went a long way for winning him the decision i believe so but I think that, that first sort of minute 
minute and a half maybe like you know you're kind of watching fusion you think my god this thing's just cleaning up and then as is the case right. with fusion sometimes things get a little bit uh a bit hot <laughs> i was just having flashbacks of the cobalt fight with fusion like <laughs> as, as he was tossing me around like this this is going to go the same exact way um we were also having some issues getting our disc up to speed right out of yeah. the gate and that kind of threw me off um in the test box, it was spinning up beautifully right before the match. But the difference was we were kind of feathering it a little bit, and then we'd punch it up to speed. Whereas in the match, your adrenaline's going. As soon as the green light went off, mm -hmm. you know, I just punched the throttle straight up, and yeah. basically the yeah. speed controllers, they said nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, they didn't like that. So we figured out about halfway through the you know fight that you kind of just had to feather it up and that's something that we're definitely going to look into improving for um, future iterations. But um, we were able to finally get the disc up to speed. And then about halfway through the fight, the tides kind of turned a little bit. Mm. Um, I was kind of surprised at the durability of our robot taking all those hits and just was able to keep going. And we got some hits off on our own. They weren't your trademark huge emulsifier hits. We weren't able to just get that knockout blow because our wedge was kind of keeping the disc from getting a good bite on him. But we were able to graze his frame a little bit. And it starts um, kind of peeling up at the front, right? It was like the, the the kind of I don't know, kind of this corner here, if you like, where on on screen, like the kind of top left, if you like. Yeah, we were starting to peel up the top cover, and after the fight. We went and looked over at Fusion, and it looked like we hit the the front wall there a little bit, and it kind of bent it back. And since everything's so crammed inside Fusion, um, Reese had made the comment that I think it crushed one of their batteries or something, and maybe that's kind of what led to the fire. But had we been able to, in hindsight, if we weren't even running the wedge at all, we would have been able to get a much better bite on their frame. Maybe things would have went a little bit differently. but. You know, I think for future iterations, we'll probably have some more configurations that are better suited to a robot like this. And, uh, you know, but overall, you know, I'm pretty happy with how the robot held up. It took Fusion's best shots and it kept going. It's a, it's a hell of a durable robot. The spinner mm -hmm. kept spinning for the full three minutes, which isn't the case on... There's a lot of verts who won't have that durability for that amount of time, so... Um, that's it's really impressive, and I would say if you're looking at this as a, is it a good loss or a bad loss? It's a hell of a good loss because it's a though it's a unanimous decision. It's still a close fight, and right. um, if if you're gonna go out, that's the way to do it. I think so. Yeah, 100%. definitely. Hundred um, percent. Um, yeah, we do have some more questions. Obviously, uh, Jevon, do you want to take these ones? Yeah, I've got to open up the iPad again. Here we go. So, um, the YouTube user. Uh, Osario Avatar and uh, Jacko Bolter on Facebook asked, having a new machine, did you, the match go as you expected, better or worse? In terms of resiliency and just how the robot held up, I was kind of surprised myself. Like, you know, we, we built it to, ho to hold up to everything. The featherweight holds up pretty well as well. And, mm. But, you know, those some of those hits were next level and I've never taken hits like that, even on the featherweight, really that much. So to see it still hold up, I was very happy with that. Um, yeah. 
And like I said, if we're going to lose, that's the way to do it. So, yeah. Uh, SFC Jack on Discord asked, uh, what was the biggest lesson you took away from that fight specifically? Um, I think we could have done better preparing for the fight. Just preparation and having uh, a better configuration for a robot like this in general. We only had either forks or a wedge or nothing at all, essentially. And I think we kind of need some sort of hybrid configuration for a robot like this. So, you know, first robot, basically didn't have enough time to to do all that this time around. But hopefully we'll get the chance to do that Yeah. in the future. And the last question for um, sort of post-fight stuff is um, from YouTube user uh, jlaw808 i hope i'm pronouncing that right uh how long did it take to put out the fusion yeah. fire this time yeah uh jevin and i sort of know this answer yes <laughs> but... if memory serves me right it was it was on fire for a good 10 plus minutes yeah um, dumped two or three fire extinguishers it yeah just... yeah and they had the the full snake tube out and uh <laughs> i think chris and kenny did some catching up of of like talking to camera stuff in in the meantime just to clear all the smoke and everything but yeah i mean it was right after the fight ended i mean it just went up and yeah i was gonna it was, it was, I, was I was hoping that, that you know <laughs> the judges would see that and that would kind of favor us a oh, lasting bit. lasting yeah. impression yeah it definitely. wasn't quite enough but but yeah. yeah yeah it was quite the show in fact i still have a naughty photo it's it's funny like whenever I see that kind of giant snake come in, it just reminds me of um, for those that this is a, a extremely off topic reference. But like if you if you remember back when you're like a little kid and you watch Teletubbies, it reminds me of the Nuno. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and that's what it reminds me. Sure. of. Sure. <laughs> yeah, this was about the tubby custard. It's fine. Exactly. This was about five minutes after the fight. Yeah, we were just sort of sitting there, and it's still full of smoke. And they have ventilation in there. I mean, yeah. it's a negative airspace, it so just it's supposed to clear, going. but. It's just such a big area. I will ha ask one more question. I will notice in the episode, everyone noticed in the episode, uh, I'm sure that the Fusion team seemed quite surprised by this decision. Uh, mm. Were you surprised it went this way? Do you think you had done enough to win, uh, Matt? Or do you agree with the judge's decision? Honestly, I felt like I got my butt kicked pretty good the first half of the <laughs> match. So in the back of my mind, I thought the, the decision was going to go Fusion's way. But... You know, after seeing how surprised they were and after rewatching the fight over and over, I I kind of could see how it could have went either way. I had a lot of people saying they thought I won. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I you know, I think the judges probably got it right. And did you consider the appeal? <laughs> uh not really, because okay. it was our first fight and the decision was unanimous. If it was split, um, maybe I would have considered that. Yeah. But uh you know, a unanimous decision is going to be a lot harder to overturn than a split decision. Harder to flip more than one. It was our first fight, so I figured, you know, we actually. So I was saying before we started recording, I have a note on this fight about the judge's decision. I was trying to work out whether we had been told the decision or whether I had had a best guess at it. And uh, Matt told us that he hadn't seen the judge's card on it. So I'm going to guess it's a best guess of what, what the decision was. And I went uh, damage 3 2 in favor of Emulsify because. A big fire like that taking out a weapon system and partial drive is gonna. Mm. But he could still stuff. move. Reese could still move. He, could he still says, move. even though any kind movement, of. yeah, any movement matters now. It's not just. I had thought fusion's drive had one out because they yeah, at the end of the fight, 
they drove away and just kind of stopped for like I a good think, 10 seconds and were tactical. just smoking. Yeah, I think they, they, they... You heard me on camera. I was like, count them out. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. They, I <laughs> thought they died, but I guess they I, just drove away and were waiting the clock out. So I think yeah. I think that you're right. I think what happened was they drove away to kind of stay away from your weapon. And then right. when, they, when they needed to move, they just move again. I think that yeah. was kind of, you know. Right. And then I I went control one two in favor of fusion aggression one two in favor of fusion because they they had some really aggressive moments throughout the fight. I mean even there, there's still one or two engagements after the fire begins in which fusion gets a, a good lick in and it's just like oh yeah. this, this fight is still going. <laughs> and I think some of those impacts where fusion flipped me back over and my disc would contact the ground and send me flying off even further yeah um looked a lot worse than they really were because of my own weapon yeah mm-hmm. um that it, it, one fight where i launched myself essentially up onto the shelf yeah after put me back and my disc hit the arena floor that was and funny. i just and the, and the poor ill-fated sign the poor oh, ill-fated yeah. sponsor <laughs> sign it deserves but i mean that shows you how much energy is stored in, in my disc if i could just land land a clean shot on somebody so absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Um, Steve? Yes. So next, I will say Fusion, Fusion's next one, but we'll save Emulsifiers for later. Okay. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll say Fusion is fighting Witch Doctor next. Rough. Tough so matchup. good luck. Tough Ugh. matchup. But as we've seen, Fusion has a very good ground game and it has, a, you know, it's so difficult to prepare for. Yeah. And Witch um, Doctor does not ground game. It and does Fusion's... not. Historically. Reliability seems to be somewhat improved. I mean, if if it was the case that emulsifier caused the fire this time and not fusion causing its own battery mm-hmm. fire, then uh, or speed control fire or whatever fire they decide to have this time in the robot, then fusion's <laughs> fusion's reliability is much improved this season. So could be a genuine contender. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Fusion's know, third it, weapon is a flamethrower, but it can't. It can choose it, whether or not. An internal flamethrower. An internal yeah. flamethrower. Well, it, it is. It is our little. It is our little fireworks box. It's the, it's the self-destruct button that was on Typhoon 2, so they don't find out the secrets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, Did they bring that with them, the Robo games? No. Who knows? Who knows? Um, it was years ago. It was a long time ago now. Uh, fight 3. Saw Valkyrie versus Mammoth. This ah, was yes. thankfully not the same day, but also the first no, fight of this session. No, it, it, it was the same day. <laughs> It was the same. Was it the same? It day? was the afternoon session. <laughs> yes, it was the first fight of the afternoon session. Yes, yes. it was the same day. Now, it was that we we had a bit of a trend <laughs> after the first day of filming, in which the first fight of each session had begun with an unstick. It's, it's the, quite a terrible omen. <laughs> yeah. Now this unstick had me in fits of laughter in the edit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was just like seeing, they're like, it seeing it so so back three, three away. Go. That's not how it happened. <laughs> no, no, no. At all. It was one, two, three. We're calling the fight. We're taking them out. Two hours later, we put them back in the box. They're in the still stuck positions. together. Yeah. They didn't like like they put they brought them back into the they they there's there's something very important is they brought them back into the box, still stuck together, and then they decided, you know what, let's Yeah. Oh, I forgot about their that. Arm. Yeah. So they, they brought them back still stuck took him yeah. apart and then continued the and fight. then started the fight yeah because yeah what we had thought initially when we saw this fight before pictures got posted on instagram and i've seen them uh or facebook or one of the many socials that are out there mm-hmm. uh we had thought that somehow some way mammoth's arm had gone through valkyrie's disc and done the little snake 
yeah. maneuver and gone through all the weight saving holes. It was just gummed up. It was just gummed nah, up, right? Yeah, it was just it was just so perfectly uh, like wrapped around in the... there. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it's not exactly like Tinker Toys. Is. It's not like Tinker yeah. Toys where you could just go and it's fine. No, it was it was well gummed up in there. Uh, so. I did. But, I will uh, say, you know, that kind of initial impact where they kind of get stuck together, and yeah. then you see Mammoth just smacking Valkyrie away every time was hilarious. <laughs> and I, uh, uh, um, uh. you got to feel sorry though for the yeah. What what ended the fight is a. It, I thought it was really mean. The close up of the broken sections with the sponsor <laughs> logo on there as well of who yeah. who is to blame. It's They're never like, getting any customers ever again. Are no, they? it's, it's, it's like oh, way to way to kill off a sponsor. Wow, that isn't the ones you met in the bar, is it, Jevin? It's not. No, that was okay, CRD good. who made the framework of the um, the poles and everything. Another so, thing as well for me yeah. uh, be- before we kind of diverge a little bit. When mm. Mammoth and Valkyrie were brought back together, obviously Mammoth ha- only had one side of drive working. Mm. And I wonder if that was a result of the separation process. Yeah. I don't know. You've got to imagine it was, but Mammoth was having some drive issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get on to them later in the season because there's, there's more to talk about there, but not yet. <laughs> one thing I'd like to add about this fight is I'm. this seems like a bad matchup for Valkyrie, right? Because they're an undercutter, there's very little that they there's can hit aside under. from the field. <laughs> no. Mammoth what kind of surprised me is I would have, I would have thought Valkyrie maybe would have considered running upside down for this match. Yeah. Mm. Um, they would have got, they could have had a much better chance of, you know, chewing up the the arm on Mammoth. They're part of the frame, but, um, yeah, that kind of surprised me a little bit. <laughs> the only thing, I the funny thing was of... seeing Mammoth's arm just. break apart and the shot of Ricky screaming no (laughs) a trunk that had been through too many fights Yeah, I I can only imagine the reason why Valkyrie wouldn't have run up to Dan as well it was Lucy's first time driving in a fight I suppose so yeah that may may have been yeah yeah it was interesting to see certainly but um yeah I I, I had Mammoth Dan in my predictions to win this given their history with hijinks and tombstone as well they handled those quite nicely so Good result for Valkyrie, I think. A good solid start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I also went Mammoth. Interestingly, Steve did not. Steve said Valkyrie. Well, um, Steve. The little note that I have on this fight in my little notebook of broken dreams is um, both bots became stuck together. Fight was postponed and continued from stuck position. Sneaky battle bots. Yeah. <laughs> did you think they might have shown it? Because they have shown on sticks before. I would have hoped they would, but this was a complicated one that they yeah. took out and put back and took out and put back so many times that it was just like, never mind. Yeah. I I feel like people could have spun it in such a way where like, oh, they were taken out of the box. Did the teams touch the robots? Oh, this 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 match is yeah, yeah, dirty yeah. now. Whatever. Ah, oh, forget it. You know. So I, I I don't mind them cutting this particular one because of its complexity. Meanwhile, uh, back in the pits. Yeah. Hypershock is still stuck to Sawblaze. <laughs> oh yeah, Hi- Hyperblaze is becoming a real thing all yes. of a sudden. We'll get to that a little bit later on before oh, the before the final fight. But um, Steve, Steve, next matches. Next matches. So we got Valkyrie fighting Banshee, the uh, brand new bot from the Arizona State, <laughs> and then we got Mammoth fighting the uh, very new. And pretty and terrifying Star Child. <laughs> big boy so, fight. Mm, big boy, boy fight. fight. Mm. <laughs> Tough matchups yes. for both, I think. You'll yeah. see a lot of that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure how uh, how they're going to attack each other, or what Star Child's going to hit, or how Mammoth's going to 
we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be it's going to be. An I'm really hoping that the selection committee got all of this out of their system this year, so they don't have to do it ever again. Yeah, it's like. Ever. Yeah, there's some really strange fights that mm-hmm. you're just like, really? Yeah. Fight number four mm-hmm. sees Whiplash and Mad Cat. Oh, I'm so sorry, Matt. Not oh, you, Matt, no. but Vasquez, Matt. <laughs> one, oh. of many, one of many Matts. Um, it, so, from what I understand, mm-hmm. the weapon on Whiplash died almost immediately. It was yeah. a, a brushless problem. Obviously, Whiplash this year is an all-new machine. Called so, Mangles. Call Rory Mangles, because he's in trouble. Um, How do you, Vesk? Well, Please, my Vesk, help him. <laughs> I think that's literally much, pretty much how the how the pits were this year. There right? was a, a whiteboard uh, yeah. in the pits that had um, people who can help. Top of the list was Rory Vesk. Of yeah, yeah, how you can help. It who was, you are was, and how you can help. Yeah, yeah, it was Rory Mangles. Vesk King. Knows, like that. Yeah, knows, knows what a Vesk is. Or knows how to fix vesks. Something Next person like down knows what a vesk is. Next person down knows what a robot is. <laughs> it's like he just kept going like this. Doesn't know what a robot is. Doesn't know what people are. Uh, it's a great one. Devolved very quickly. If, <laughs> if I can, by the end of the season, so I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll find whoever has that photo because one of us took a picture of it, yeah. and uh, and we'll we'll post it on the the Robocast Facebook page because it's a wonderful whiteboard. It really is. Um, back to the fight quickly. Uh, obviously, as we mentioned, the weapon for Whiplash, well, the, the spinning disc, sorry, for Whiplash went down immediately, which is a shame because they worked so hard in, in, in reintegrating it and making it effective mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. And for a while, Whiplash was doing all right, you know, it was kind of keeping Mad Catter at bay. The Mad Catter wedgelets, if anything, kind of sort of like what you were alluding to earlier, Matt, with the, with the Bolsover, kind of kept Whiplash away. It wasn't getting underneath, it was kind of holding Whiplash away. A Same for the lifter as well. They, exactly. they said in the post-match that having that lifter yeah. down was hindering their performance completely. Absolutely. That seems to be a common theme. Sometimes just robots can't seem to get enough traction to to get the wedgelets up under you. Absolutely. But, but when Matt once they raise that arm, Once they raised that arm and, and got the running start, Whew. I mean... Oh wow. man, I can't remember the last time I seen one go that high in the arena. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 that definitely hit, one of the I, one of them. I think the a vest came flying out of the back. Oh my, it did. So I yeah. I for the longest time, like from when we saw the fight live to before we watched the match, and from when the match was on and everything, we saw it happen again. Where that vest comes flying out. I could have sworn for the longest time it came out of the hole that was just created by Mad Catter, mm. but it's not. It comes out the top back section. It which... was a, honestly, I mean, the, I want to talk about the first hit actually, yeah. not, not not that big hit with yeah. the, with the, the, best the, the first, first roof one. shot. Yeah, the first one where Whiplash comes down and the whole robot is kind of crooked. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my god! <laughs> like, like not all all four wheels were not touching the floor at that point. No. And, and you just kind of think, okay, Mad Catter was good before. This year, it's just. It's it's bananas. It's balmy. It and really it, is. It's deft. Continue to remind people that this is a as close a to a garage team. build, yeah. yeah, as you're going to get in in BattleBots. I know Whiplash are also a garage build, but this is this is craziness from Mad Catter. This is absolutely astonishing. And like, I think the last time we saw a hit similar to this, it was Black Dragon hitting a very underweight Perfect Phoenix. <laughs> this is full size heavyweights now that are going that high, and that's incredible. I mean, you must have been watching this thinking, my God, I, I hope I don't have to fight that anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to fight either of these robots, but, you know, anytime a 
a Verk gets that much of a running start on you and connects, it's it's going to be bad news. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, Whiplash. I don't think Whiplash ever has ever been damaged like that before. No, not no. since its fight against Endgame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that that's really the last time I remember it getting really uh, chewed up. Yeah, chewed up like yeah. Maybe it, against it really... Tombstone, but that was that was several oh, yeah. seasons ago. Yeah, that was that was ages ago. That it was a different color then. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the yellow one did also get ruined by Tombstone as it well. Did. It did. In yeah. its first yellow season. Yeah, that, that 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 was one of those matches where like, oh, I got to go through Tombstone again. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah, it was. I I still have feelings and shivers from seeing that hit live. Because yeah. it went so high. I mean, we were we were nearish to the top of the stands, and it was coming near to us. Mm. Yeah. Another thing to note about this fight is the introduction of the guest commentator. Yeah. Well. So we had. I mean, uh, Jameson didn't commentate during the fight, which I found no. interesting. But kind of a little bit of the preamble, you know, kind of the post-fight analysis. I thought that was quite a nice little addition, to be honest mm. with you. In yeah. a year where we're obviously unfortunately going to be we're peatless. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Pete. We do. Yeah. Um. It's such a shame, but yeah, the, it was quite a cool addition, and you know, this this fight was won by traffic, and it's cool to see that Calvin's getting a lot more of the screen time now as well. From yeah, from so team. it was. Um, I think Martin Mason has, in years past, done the whole. It's all about these guys. They are the best part of the team. But mm-hmm. they, he was really pushing the fact that this is them, not him. This series. Yeah. Well- BattleBots does that though, where they they I mean that's just the way the the production does it. They pick their team captain or whoever the the face of yeah. your team is, and that's the person who does all the the PR stuff and the talking and the the interviews and all that stuff. But it it's it's nice when we talk about the drivers, you know, sometimes because it's not always the captain of the team that's the driver of the bot. Uh, like for example, you have Dylan Carey of, of Tantrum, and you have uh you have uh. Oh, 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 Fred, Fred Moore of of uh, Valkyrie and now Riproni. You know, we're we're talking about the drivers more because that's that's really without them making these. I mean, Matt, yourself, uh, you know, it's without you guys. It's I mean, it's it's just faces and and metal monsters and nobody can make them do what they're supposed to do. Uh, It's 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 the real art of being know how to how to control these machines. And and Sam, you're familiar with this, too. You know, absolutely. You, you control you control a neck or two. <laughs> <laughs> we we rotate in our team. We we, we you know we, we share our, our responsibilities even. There we go. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever tried to rotate a mingo? They it's, hate it's, that. it's hard work. It's hard work. <laughs> they hate that. <laughs> they hate that. Um, they hate that. Steve. Yes. Next fight. So we have. These two. Yeah, so we have Whiplash fighting the aforementioned Hypershock. Uh, mm. We had that. We had Again, that. Uh, Whiplash's season is yeah. scuffed as well. Like, it's yeah. got a rough lineup. Assuming that going to the going to the back to the fact that like that it hasn't won you know Remars or the championship or I, any of the previously uh, seen special events yeah. at the end of the season, uh, it's yeah it's got a hell of a lineup. <laughs> and then we have Mad Catter going up against Riptide, mm. so that fight bodes big for I mean, uh, reasons you should know. Line, and if you don't, storylines, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bra- bragging rights certainly at stake there. And obviously, you know, both started very well. We saw Riptide, you know, yes. hit glitch once last week, and well, hit it again after it was dead. Yeah. And you know, Riptide just got it done faster. <laughs> I mean, exactly. really, that it, it, both of their first fights were one sided, so it'll be interesting to see two juggernauts right now going into the box together to see who comes out on top. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm the juggernaut. <laughs> Fight five. 
Switchback and Banshee. They love this whole sophomore versus rookie. They do, don't they? Yeah. They, they do, do. They do. They do be saying it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, what can we say about this fight? Switchback looked pretty good. For I think parts of this fight, yes. Yeah. yeah. Banshee got a couple of flips off, and you know it's cool mm-hmm. that the flipper did work. I expected a little bit more from Banshee's flipper. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie, but you know what? We could, because when watching it, we couldn't tell if it was a low pressure flipper or or what have you. But it, you know, it, it did work. Mm-hmm. It, it drove for three minutes. For its first outing, you've got to say again. You know, kind of like yourself, Matt. It was kind of like a bit of data gathering, see what's what's working, what's not. Obviously, that team are familiar with this style of robot as well. Yeah, it was a good fight. It they was, were you know, unlucky to have had the front of the flipper torn up quite so early. It, within cause... like ten seconds, yeah. There's, there's just, yeah, it's just so hard to flip without the forks <laughs> on but your also, arm. Also, if you you look at like switchback shape, <clears throat> the whole front section, there's a big square of the robot that is empty. Basically, mm-hmm. it's got the weapon in it, I suppose, but you're you're not flipping that, and no. so you've got to try and get around to the sides and back, which is tricky for a, a robot that has improved its mobility no end. You yeah. say they're not flipping that part, but that's like the one part that I think... It is the bit that they did. They, 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 they yeah. really touched. They even got Switchback's arm back in place because there's a large chunk of this fight where Switchback either isn't retracting their arm or there's something has gone horribly wrong with that re- with that rotational mechanism. I thought that it was done on purpose and they were just running around the box going, <laughs> Doesn't bode well for your wheel staying on the ground because so much of the weight's behind you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, no. This, you know, this a... I, they've got stuff to fix in the new switchback. Um, uh-huh. But Solid I do stuff. still think it looks good yeah. going mm-hmm. forward. I've seen um, switchback in the test box, and it looked amazing. Um, it was terrifying when they got that beater spun up, and they were driving it around, and it and it handled so well. I, I had even made the comment to one of them. I was like, "That looks a lot like Tantrum's drivetrain." Mm-hmm. The guy is like, "Funny thing about that." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they made a lot of improvements since last season. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to take inspiration from a, another team, why not choose the current champion? Like, you know, the the drivetrain on yeah. Tantrum is probably the reason why they they won last year. And oh, know, for sure, it's you know it, the, the parallels are there to see. They've even got the kind of Tantrum style floating arm around the side, mm-hmm. and which, the colors. But they both I, had those colors, so yeah, of course, of course. Um, Banshee, you know, as you kind of said, the they were lucky to get the face ripped off the flipper straight away, but yeah. didn't after that point didn't really stand the test. But you said they they kept mobile, they kept going. Yeah, so yeah. the pace was I, good. I yeah. really hope they play in some of um, David's uh, interviews mm-hmm. because I really really need to hear story time with David because that's <laughs> that is his mo. He he does a full full tale from back in the day, <laughs> yeah. full on sword and kilt and. Slaying yeah. beasts and all this nonsense. It's great. <laughs> no, he, he definitely plays the part. And this ended up being uh, a pretty, what I thought was going to be a close decision. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, because there, there's moments in this fight where you have uh, moments toward the end of this fight where you have Banshee really having trouble translating. And then you just have switchback leaking smoke from somewhere. Uh, so, so both of these bots were hurting toward the end of this fight. Uh, but I'm Looking back now, let me see. I get the feeling that, and I complete. I may be completely wrong yeah, on this. This was, yeah, this was this, unanimous. It was, yeah. Um, the the smoke may well have been coming from the lifting section mm. or of the motors there, or the speaking controller. There I or think something it, like it, that. Was, it was inside the kind of 
because yeah. I feel because the chains were still on, so that it wasn't that that failed. So it must have been something else. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas they did lose a weapon belt for the the spinner. So mm-hmm. we we saw that. That's why that went down. But mm-hmm. and one thing is just that definitely check Switchback's Instagram because I know last year they were pretty good about putting up exact yeah. exact details of what what exactly broke. Um, where last yes. year they had a an instance where a wire got crimped in such a way where it just you know shut the robot off uh, or shut that top section off, and once they were flipped, that was it. Uh, Mm. So, absolutely. Uh, Steve, next fight. Yes. Who we got? Who we got? Uh, Switchback is going in against Death Roll, so hopefully they've warmed up against uh, mm. <laughs> against Banshee because they're match they're, they're gonna we'll need it. Uh, I know Death Roll's been gone for a little while, but you know, I still they're, they're, they're rate a competitor, right? Like you can't. It's yep. still Death Roll. Yeah. Yep. As and... long as they have the big red thing pointed at you, you should be worried. Yep. And uh, Banshee is getting thrown into the fire against Valkyrie. Uh, yeah. So, it's I, interesting. Uh, We're seeing a lot of the uh, a lot of the robots in today's episode fighting like each other, yeah. fighting each other in a later fight. Yeah, peculiar. One of those things to to kind of notice. Oh, you said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Robo Cuspin go out there for you. There um, you next up, our penultimate fight of the night saw Big Dill and Hijinks. Oh, yeah. Big deal with the two uh, background Brits. I did actually realise there was two of them. Yep. Obviously, Ellis yep. Ware we mentioned in the in the preview, and also Andy, Andy Russell. Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, flew under the radar. I think he arrived for the second week. Yeah, I don't think he was there for it all was, of it. It was interesting because, um, from my understanding. Um, Big Dill in this fight wanted to use a different setup to the one they actually ended up using. Yeah. Um, now you would have noticed, obviously, Hydex looked nothing like this in the fight. It had like a load of ridges over the top of the robot. Mm. That was because Big Dill wanted to use this, their hammer saw setup, if you like, um, mm-hmm. which they mm. kind of showed in like the the pit segment beforehand. I asked David when we were watching this episode, "Did we ever see this?" And neither of us remembered seeing it, so we may not see it. That's and I because get the feeling it, it, it broke down. Work. Yeah, it mm-hmm. broke down, and as a result, they went for a a HDPE or UHMW lifter setup, which obviously wasn't as aggressive. I get what they were trying to do with just go for the big wedge and see what happens, but yeah, ultimately, the, I, I believe there was also an issue with with that as well, where something was pinned, I think, and yeah, on drive side, and as a result, that's what ended up causing the fire. Eventually, uh, it was the other side trying to over overcompensating. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, big deal, struggling, which is a shame because it looks so good. Yeah, <laughs> it looks, it looks so a lot beautiful. cleaner this time around, uh, and we had no. Uh... That, that, with them going full hammer saw, you don't have a weapon on this robot that can really dish out hits because uh, they went so far. They went so full into the the other we- weapon module. So, and I guess it was too cl- too close to fight time to make it make a change. Uh, this was a a very cagey fight. Uh, I was curious uh, why Hijinx started this fight uh, in reverse. Uh, I'm interested to see I, I, I was interested to see how that was going to work out for them and i was where i think they were worried they were worried about bouncing up off of uh uh big deal's front wedge and just just grinding against it so maybe getting up underneath it and maybe clipping the wheels that would be that would be an option uh i will say hijinks does seem to move better in this fight but they're mm. slipping uh, i see the the wheels peeling out continuously uh and it's it it it, it doesn't improve in the fight uh and it doesn't it doesn't help when your weapon goes down uh, after they get flipped upside down and and Big Dill does an okay job trying to corral them into the side, but Big Dill at that point had already lost one side of drive and 
uh, or it just it wasn't moving very healthily. Uh, and then this fight just kind of just kind of happened. Yeah, um, it kind of petered out towards the end. Yeah, and then hijinks gets up and over, and then uh oh, <laughs> a spicy pickle. <laughs> we got fire, and uh, well, that was that was curtains for Big Dill, and uh, hijinks squeak out with a win. Absolutely, um, Matt. Obviously, you would have seen this from the pits. What was kind of your take of the fight between the two? I think I missed this one, but in the pits. But uh, yeah, like Stephen said, I was a little surprised they were leading with the tail as well. Um, it seemed like it'd be really difficult to try to win the match that way, but trying to get under them and then turn such a wide robot around to, mm-hmm. to get that wheel shot seemed like it'd be really difficult to do. But, um, but I mean, they got the win, so uh, something locked up in Big Dill and cost it the match. But, but yeah, you pointed out that Hijinks does seem to have a little bit of traction traction issues. Um, but you know just by nature of their design, they can't really add magnets to that. So no, <laughs> they, uh, you, you can't exactly put magnets what on it the is. spinner. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a bit, so, of a, yeah. a bit of a strange one to kind of, a, a strange trouble yeah. to, a strange problem to troubleshoot. With there we so go. I got it eventually. Being in the middle, it, it, it almost like it, in a, in a, in a way almost kind of makes the wheel, like in a way it would make the wheels kind of come up off the ground because so much weight's centrally located on that robot. Yeah. So in a way it, it can, I don't know that it, it, it's, it's tricky. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's a tricky it almost makes the, the whole decision. robot glide a little bit more than it. A little bit. Maybe should. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm hard on this machine. I just want to see it. I just want to see it yeet something because I want to, because that, that weapon is huge. It's, it's got so much potential uh, has hijack. You know, they went for a different style of weapon as well. Sort of like, it was a strange shape. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was, it like was a, very a, a trapezoid. Yeah. Yeah. It was very unusual. I think they've had issues with their weapons bending in the past. And that's why. Yeah. They oh, absolutely. Did that. Mm-hmm. I could see doing that against a vert, but big deal. I, they probably could have gotten away with something thinner, but regardless, mm-hmm. they, I mean, you know, it's, it's really scary. So, yeah. And with how long the blade is, they don't want to cut their own tail off if it gets bent, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. C- kind of a, not a lackluster fight, but a sort of a little no. bit of a, a a weaker fight towards the end of the the episode. But um, Steve, yeah, who's up, who's I think up next? before we do that, okay, cool. I think so. When we, I think when we watched this, we thought, uh, is this going to end up as our like supporters fight for Facebook? Going to come out on a Sunday? But we then later found out that I believe all of the fights are coming out in the yes. episodes, and yep. so no cut fights. Yeah, this, all, all... it's it's a positive because we yeah. get they get the sponsorship airtime that they all deserve and everything and need to be able to fund the robots and everything right. so um yeah it, we're gonna have a few slower fights we're gonna have a few i'm gonna say less good because the the quality of fight this year is extraordinary there are mm-hmm. going to be some that aren't quite so extraordinary but Correct. um they're still decent matches yeah and, and these um, were but these were, these were also first fights out so yes. teams go back they they make they make adjustments and this is the, like it, this happens we, we see this constantly yeah, in yeah. the sport you know and previously stuff like this was cut but we see it all yeah, uh, yeah. and that's part of the sport you know it's it's not always glam and showy and no you know things ripped asunder it's it, these these matches happen and mm-hmm. you still win them they show they still show up maybe they're not as strong when it comes to a committee standpoint but i mean it's still a win yeah. <laughs> you know and so 100 100 yeah. okay so big deal are going up against scorpius don't know what scorpius is going to run against them but that's curious 
uh, to, going to forward. Fight. I mean, they, they both have a lot of alternate setups, haven't they? So it could be quite interesting to see. Mm -hmm. And Hijinx has a very difficult looking fight, uh, just geometry wise, is against Captain Shredderator. So as long as they outlast them, they should be okay. But I sense a very similar tombstone like problem uh, fighting against Captain Shredderator. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how they deal with that. Yeah, it's it doesn't it's not really a matchup that It's a fight them. they should yeah. win. So we'll we'll see. Uh I mean, who knows? Shredderator could get a wheel and it could all go the Nave's way. So Absolutely. that's that's that that's what that's what the sport's all about. You don't know. <laughs> you and... know going in, maybe, but once this fight starts, who knows? Once the once those doors are locked, anything can happen. Um and at this point, uh Hypershock and Sawblaze are now separated and we have Hyperblaze, yep. which is excellent. Yes. That was that was a lovely little segment as well. That was so you know, obviously we, we know we know Will is a entertainer and wants to, you know, ham it up as best he can do. And JMO very much the same in in recent years has kind of grown into that role. And yeah, it was a, it was a fun. I think that's part segment. of why I didn't not like that fight. That's I'm going to say that. <laughs> um, it's because Ow. as I continue to keep saying, Hypershock, even with its losses, tends to be entertaining, and uh, this certainly was. Hundred percent. They Just, lose well. They do. They do lose well. They do lose well. Well. <clears throat> our main event oh i don't oh, know if this was losing dear. well fed to the wolves <laughs> necessarily you but man to, oh man you have to look at both seems reasonable robots um lineups for this year and think okay as much as they deserve to be fighting robots of the caliber of endgame because you know both you know they both got into the top eight and tantrum obviously went on to win battle bots last year mm -hmm. rough draw for blip out the gate really really rough draw endgame is you know exceptional but, but it was a top eight machine, exactly, and so it's going to be fed top eight worthy robots. Exactly. Um, I will say as well. I want to kind of point out Blip's little snoot attachment. Mm -hmm. a nice idea. Didn't really get to see it used, but it was a nice idea to to, to try in the first place. That it was very. <laughs> Endgame never got up to even touch them. What? No. 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 Um, no. What can we say? The piano keys got ingested. Yeah. Do not eat piano keys. No. <laughs> you saw it it didn't go well with Endgame, so don't do it, kids. Yeah, yeah Blip just completely... Uh, you Looking at those wedgelets, I believe Aaron Hill designed them. They have like two degrees of freedom on them. Like they can pivot and also mm -hmm. slide. So they're kind of unique, but I thought Blip would stand a chance of getting under Endgame. I was really surprised that Endgame's ground game was just that much better, but that's kind of what won them the whole fight once they got all those wedgelets ripped off. Yeah. I think Blip did get under but, once, like, and then did, but they, but they, missed it. It was like there was stuff yeah. half the, the forks were under, yeah. half of them were over, or something like that. But was, they couldn't was, get Endgame. That happened. Up I think. Onto the yeah, fishies. something like that. Yeah, you had a, a very weird, it's like a very weird kitchen gadget when you put two forks together. It doesn't really. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else you can do but separate them. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm I'm pleased to see the end game team having a bit more fun this season. Obviously, they had a target on their back last season as coming in as reigning champs. They, they don't need to prove that anymore. They they've already become it. Obviously, they they'd like to repeat, but mm -hmm. um, they they were definitely having more fun this season, and they were nervous about this match, and, and rightly so because Tantrum has played upset to end game a couple of times now, and uh, has given them a lot of grief. And so to have another Team Seems Reasonable robot come in and say, oh, hello, I'm going to fight you today. Mm -hmm. They're going to be panicked, and especially one that can turn them over when they haven't had to test out the self-writer. Mm -hmm. 
And they start this fight out so tentative, the both of them, mm. uh, because no one knows how this uh, how this first engagement is going to go. Uh, and then once uh, once Endgame starts getting a few licks, and we start we stop having that that standoff happen. Once once the keys start to get ripped off, and there's a, a wonderful thirteen sixty that happens, or something like that. Is that even something you can do? Uh, yeah, it 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 it, it, sp- it flipped like a quarter. Uh, it was. It was a beautiful sight uh, for for Endgame. Maybe not so much so for Blip. Uh, there is a, a a moment where they use the pulverizer very expertly uh, to, to, to kind of separate the robots yeah. to just give it a chance to breathe and reset. But I mean, at that point, uh, I I think strategy kind of went out the window. I I I had I, I had a, a just a, a suspicion while watching this fight that uh, Aaron just kind of got to the point where I'm not getting around them. They're just too they're 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 pivoting too well uh i have to go and hopefully i get up underneath them maybe i by sheer luck i get up under their forks uh because if if you're just trying to pivot and move around i mean you're getting aggression points but you're not really you're not really getting anywhere in the fight uh and it's a shame that he didn't get up underneath them afterwards once the the uh the key got ingested because you know endgame's basically dead at that point uh weapons wise all he has to do do? is get around them and then they'd have to test that self-writer finally and it just it just wasn't meant to be there was a lot of tension and just oh it just didn't happen i wanted to see endgame go sky high and it just wasn't meant to be uh maybe maybe one day i mean there aren't many flippers in the field but i mean hydra hydra did it once last season and yeah and it it landed didn't it um yeah what i wanted to ask uh, matt actually was obviously you, you and the team run a vertical spinner now mm-hmm. when you look at endgame fighter what makes it so special is it is it all just ground game or is it more than that a big part of it i think is ground game um endgame came out with some ridiculous number of piano keys who had like 15 or 20 of them on there and some thinner forks mixed in and um you know, when those robots went head to head endgame was just getting under blip and that's just gonna that's just gonna be bad all the way around for Blip. But Endgame's also very maneuverable. I think they also added magnets this season. Um, they're very good drivers and very good on strategy as well. So I mean, it's just a really solid robot. Both of these are. So if they fought ten times, I don't think Endgame would win ten times, but um Endgame got them this time around. And, um I think Aaron Hill, right out of the gate, he kind of crept up on him and then tried to do like some backspin maneuver to, I think, throw him off and get around him. But Endgame kind of caught him on their side there, and I think from there it just became a big scramble. And um, Paddock sets it up. Blip's a amazing machine, and Aaron's an amazing engineer, and it's deceptively small. Once they take the bumpers off the sides, that robot is very small, and. It, <laughs> For how complicated it is on the inside, it's very reliable and durable. Absolutely. So, I think we've reached a point I'm, in the sport. Oh, go ahead. All, all I was going to say is, I think what could have benefited Blip actually. I wonder if ingesting the piano key was a bad thing for Blip. Hmm. Be- and my, my theory is, I wonder if he was trying to get Endgame to gyro enough so it could land on the flipper at that point, but. Mm-hmm. We're, we're never going to know because obviously it didn't happen. Uh, Steve, sorry, you were going to no. say. <laughs> and, and then we see Endgame come back with a counter-rotating disc that it'll never gyro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is really the next 
evolution of the sport is there's there's got to be a way to punish people who play the ground game like this. And that really there, I don't think there really is a bot that does that yet. There's no weapon that punishes people for running 20 forks or 20 piano keys on the front of the robot to scrape the paint off the floor, basically uh, run magnets to suck themselves down to the to the floor surface to make it so that like they're basically almost glitching into the floor video game style. Uh, yeah. I think, there is. Yeah. Like fusion might be kind of an exception to that. But yeah, the mm-hmm. fork game is, is it's getting it's getting kind of crazy now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, aside from getting stuck on the floor, there really is no drawback to having all those forks on your robot. So um, we try to counter that with emulsifier just by having more reach. But mm-hmm. we, we don't really like to play the fork game. Sometimes we feel like we have to. Yeah. I think long forks are not the, the answer to combat robots in the long run. Um, and I do, however, think kind of what Endgame ran in this episode a sort of composite wedge almost that's made up mm-hmm. of lots of little wedgelets we're going to see that more, more and more going yeah, forwards no, because it's yeah. it's almost as if it's it's moulding to the shape of the floor in a way that you can just always be touching it's, it. And, and it gives them the, the manoeuvrability as well. Obviously we saw before when they used to run the, the, the super long forks and they fought people mm. like, you know, and uh, they are yeah. in game, uh, Hydra and Flash before. <laughs> they fight like, themselves every match. They, they do, <laughs> they do. Um, you, you get what I mean. Like It's it's just a it's a, a sticky situation to fix. Yeah. Um, but a good win friend game, Blip obviously will have to kind of come back and rethink. Yep. Steve, Lick the wounds and come back. Who's next up for these two? So Endgame get pizza they so do. they're going to get ripperoni and we'll see well, i was just talking about having them them having a counter-rotating weapon they're going to have to fight a robot that has one uh counter-rotating flywheel rather uh <laughs> right uh so that'll be a, that'll be a fun fight and then we move on to blip's next opponent which will be huge i have no idea how this is going to go for blip i think this favors i i think this favors favors huge because just it's just the size difference like where is blip gonna flip them it's 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 that's what i thought going into this fight it's very similar to like over here there is a a robot on the uh, live circuit called gabriel and Mm -hmm. are you mentioning the ripper deck chair well, that's that's the. I, I mean, was gonna bring it up. That's, that's yeah. the only, I was thinking the same thing. That's the only thing I could think of because, like, what, like, where do you flip huge? Like, you can flip mm-hmm. the wheel, sure, but like, the so Ripper attached this big box section, what looked like a deck chair, to the front. Oh, of the I remember this now. Gabriel, and it got absolutely cleaved to bits. Yeah. Um, so does Blip run something similar? Do they try to run something that reaches huge? Cow, cow catcher. 100%. Right? It's, just, it's the only solution, surely. Yeah. Like, crack. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. that brings us to the end of the episode, but before, Matt, we let you go, mm-hmm. we want to talk about your upcoming fights. Um, Malice, Banshee, and Quantum. Um, talk us through, like, what, what what did you kind of expect going against the, the three of them? Um, Obviously, we can't yeah. talk about results, of course, but... Right. Sure. So, you know... Malice is obviously terrifying with that huge disc, and now they've added those. Uh, they they can run forks if they want to, so it's again another. You know what do you do? What configuration do you run to counter that? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know Malice hits hard too, so <laughs> mm-hmm. you know trying to strategize for them was was kind of fun. 
Um, Banshee, another one. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I've ever fought a flipper, even with the featherweight. Um, so that was another fun one um, trying to strategize for. I, I had watched a couple of their matches leading up to that, so had a, you know, kind of Did you watch any Kelpie that. fights? <laughs> no, I, no, I did not. I, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of his smaller robots uh, up until then, but they're pretty cool. I've mm-hmm. looked at them since then. And Quantum, funny thing about Quantum is um, when they were announcing our, our first four matches, I looked over at one of my teammates was like, there's one robot in the whole field I don't want to fight. It's Quantum. <laughs> sure enough, Quantum's on the fight card. I'm like, oh man, this is this is gonna be. <laughs> you, know what's you got gonna mind jacked. <laughs> we, we spoke to the Quantum team last week, and I think they don't want to, didn't want to fight you either. <laughs> I think yeah, was, uh... I think the feeling was mutual. Um, <laughs> you know, we didn't really have a good way to protect ourselves from them, so um, I can't obviously say what either of us did to prepare, but. Uh, that fight was, that one was in the back of my mind the whole time. Like, yeah. what are we going to do for them? What are we going to do? And, you know, I think they kind of felt the same way, but yeah. Cause uh, if they win the ground game, they're not necessarily helping themselves because they're, it, it's possible they'll feed your big spinner into their, their, right. Mouth. That was kind of Could my hope. Like I just need to get one like full speed shot off on, on their arm mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, that one stayed in the back of my mind the whole first four fight, um, the whole time there. And we, every time I walk by them in the pits, I'm just like kind of eyeing them in the corner of my eye. Like, <laughs> you just sort of hear that music. That's in the back so terrifying. <laughs> like, those teeth are going to be in my batteries. Yeah. <laughs> it's the negative of knowing all your fights, I guess. This is one of those things right. where, like, now, I mean, teams can really play mind games if they want to. <laughs> like, as oh, you walk sure. by their pits, they have signs set up like, remember us, we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> for a robot like Quantum, you know, it might be more to their disadvantage because if you have several days to prepare for a crusher, you know, versus like a vertical spinner. Hmm. Um, I think it's easier to come up with a solution to that in that time frame. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And the hope but, that they're more yeah, worn down yeah. by the time they reach you. Yeah. Right. So we'll just have to see how that goes, how quantum does. But but no, quantum's an absolutely beautiful machine. It's one of my favorite robots of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all agree it's, it's, it's a stunning piece of yeah. engineering. Likewise, but I, I do have a soft spot for emulsifier. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I can see that little Lego. You could, couldn't tell. Hmm. <laughs> um, last question before we we wrap this up. Um, Rob Weston, uh, yeah. builder of Boom Zoom in the UK, the Beetleway asks, "What lessons learned from competing with Shatter went into this design with emulsifier, and what kind of helped the most? Do you think?" Um. Just, I guess, overall re- resiliency, like how, you know, how do you mount your electronics? How do you keep things from breaking inside the robot? A lot of things we picked up from Shatter over the years um, have went into the guts of Emulsifier. Emulsifier and Shatter also run the same motors and electronics, too. So we're very familiar with those components and... You know, we have them in both robots, so we can share spares if needed. And it's extremely helpful, especially since you have yeah. two bots in the and, field. It's it's nice to be able to have uh, similarities. Oh, for sure. <laughs> especially if you both make, you know, you might both make deep runs, and you gotta <laughs> you gotta and, see well. <laughs> yeah, and 
Shatter kind of with the, all the ablative armor. Um, that's another thing we've kind of implemented into emulsifier on the heavyweight one a little bit. Um, for example, our treads, we run mm. two treads on each side. That's just and the inner, the inner ones actually ride on an aluminum pulley and the outer ones ride on a plastic, um, more brittle pulley. And the idea there is if the outer one takes a direct hit, the plastic shatters, breaks away, and it saves the inner one from getting ripped off with it. And I was very pleasantly surprised. It's exactly how it played out in the fusion fight. Um, they, both of the back pulleys took direct hits and took the belts right off, but the inner one stayed intact. Um, if it had just been a standard like four-wheel drive robot, those back wheels would have been gone and we would have been in big trouble. But so people always say like, you know, what's the advantage of treads over four-wheel drive? But, you know, that's kind of one of them using the outer ones as sort of an ablative armor. So there you go. Yeah. Well, brilliant. Well, Matt, thank you very much for, for coming on and talking to us. It's been an absolute pleasure and um, good luck for the rest of the season. It's been mm. really good talking to you. Yeah, it's great having me on and I appreciate it. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. Well, with all that said and done, I am Sam at 64 I am Steve the American Killjoy. I'm World of Woodrow. And I'm Matt with Bots FC. And the three of us will see you next week for more BattleBots action. We'll see you then. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>